On this episode, we're talking about how to do your hustle while skipping the stress and the overwhelm that usually goes along with the hustle. My name is Lou Blazer, and you're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode 103. Hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me today for another episode of Second Breaks, where we talk about people navigating this new economy, making leaps and thriving in their chosen careers. We are continuing on with our summer series on work-life balance. Last week in episode 102, I had on with me leadership consultant Kathy Burke. And in that conversation, we looked at the state of busyness, B-U-S-Y. And, uh, you know, we looked at whether being busy all the time is good or bad. And as I realized it, it was neither. Busyness by itself is neither good nor bad. It's usually the context in which it's happening that we need to consider. So we, Kathy and I talked about How do we know when the busyness is good and how do we know when it's getting bad? So if you missed that episode, that was episode 102 last week. Today, I'm bringing back a conversation that I had with Nick Poplavsky a while back. Now, this conversation was previously released as a career reinvention profile story, but I wanted to bring it back because the impetus for his career change is very much in line with our summer theme. You see, Nick chose to leave behind his lawyer career because of stress and burnout. He wanted to have a different life where he could have a career and have a balanced life. He started a project called Balanced Hustle, which was his way of exploring how to do the hustle without the accompanying stress and anxiety that often led to burnout, which was exactly what happened to him. So this conversation that you're going to hear in this episode is actually a shortened version of the original interview because I only really wanted to focus on the parts of that conversation that relate to our summer theme. But if you go to the show notes, you're not only going to find the edited transcript for this episode, you're also going to find the link to the original longer interview if you're interested about hearing his full career change story. For the show notes, head on over to secondbreaks.com forward slash podcasts and look for episode 103. Before I transition to my chat with Nick, I wanted to just give you a, a quick update on a couple of resources that you might find useful when you go to the podcast's home website, which is secondbreaks.com. So, Resource number one, I've put together something I call the Ninja Moves Guide. This is a curated list of the strategies and tactics that were used by profiled guests of the podcast, uh, strategies that help them carry out their career transitions. So if you don't feel like listening to 100 episodes, you just go to the website and grab your copy of that. If you go to the website, just right there on the homepage, you're going to see a link to download the Ninja Moves Guide. All right, and then resource number two, guests of the show often recommend a book, that's made an impact on them or helped them a lot with their career journey. And what I've done is I've created a resource page 
for all the books that have been recommended so that you can easily find all the recommendations in one place. You don't have to go through in the individual podcast pages or episode pages. They are The books are categorized by topic or at least what I consider to be the main topic, which may not match the way that they're listed in the book in the bookstores or Amazon. But again, if you go to secondbreaks.com, you will find it on the menu under resources, guest book recommendations. Go have a look at it. Tremendous reference materials from previous guests about what's, what's helped them the most during their transitions. Okay, those are my two updates. Let's get on with my conversation with Nick and I'll catch up with you with my takeaways um, at the back end. Hello, Nick. Welcome to Second Breaks. Thank you so much for joining me. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Very glad to be here. So I usually start the show by talking about like the trigger question, right? The catalyst moment when things started uh, going differently. So would you mind maybe, Nick, talking a little bit about your background and the story behind what led you to start Balanced Hustle? Of course. Uh, personal story, uh, it's a story of a lot of uh, struggle and trying to perform and trying to chase success uh, and trying to make things happen. Mm. So uh, I'm trained as a lawyer, um, have several law degrees and uh, living in Toronto, in Canada, you know, like the society pushes you, oh, you need to be better than everyone else. You need to perform, you need to get good marks, you need to get a job. Then, you know, it, it never ends. And so I find myself stressed, overworked, overwhelmed, uh, chasing something that kind of made sense, but didn't really, you know, resonate fully with me. Mm. And then after some years of just, you know, running, 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 you take vacations as like, okay, when it's convenient, not when like, oh, okay, I feel like a vacation. And it's not like, oh, let me take three weeks of vacation time. That's like, no one's going to do it for you. And so at some point I found myself uh, having a lot of health problems, digestive problems, no energy and no desire to do anything. Um, and I realized that I couldn't continue like that because my life kind of was on pause. Mm. Uh, and I, I realized that, okay, I, I need to make more sense of my life. I need to have more fulfillment and um, to get more experience uh, in my life. And the state I was in, the physical and mental state I was in, did not really facilitate any of that. And so um, I finished the, the the legal position that I had. Okay, I came to an end, and I didn't pursue it further. Um, and that time, I used to just you know step take take a step back and figure out what was going on, uh, what wasn't working, and then you know go through. What naturopaths, um, lots of biohacking, trying to figure out what's happening and how I can fix myself. Mm. I remember, I think it was on your website that I saw something where you had written about a vacation that you took in Amsterdam, was it? That yes. where you were sort of, it was a stark difference in the way that yes. the people over there, perhaps, you know, how they lived or how they're you know, success or careers fit with their lives oh, yeah. or something along those lines. Could you talk a little bit about that? What, what your observation was? Oh yeah, definitely. That's a 
I love talking about this. That's like one of the most fun experiences that I ever had. So this was um, an exchange program uh, during the third year of law school here in Canada. And uh, I was tired and a bit depressed of like the performance and success. And I applied to the uh, exchange program in school to go to Amsterdam. Mm. People go there because, you know, it's, it's, it's chill, it's relaxed. You don't have to stress as much because in Europe, a lot of people study two weeks before the exam. And then before, <laughs> before that time, they're just having the time of their life. So I went. I like that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> it makes a huge difference in person's life. And so I went there uh, exploring, meeting new people, everything's pretty, everything's beautiful. I got myself a big new camera. Uh, I do photography on the side. And um, I just immerse myself in new experiences. And one day I remember seeing this picture. Uh, and one thing about the Dutch is... Um, the notion of privacy is slightly different uh, than in North America in the sense that uh, they have three-story houses and they don't really use curtains all that much. Mm. Like, not, not always, not always. And so you can always see, you know, just going to actually look inside of there and see what's happening in there. Um, they say no one cares about it and they say they have nothing to hide. That's why they don't really use curtains. But I'm like, from coming from North America, it's like, oh my God, this is so brand new. So I'm, I'm curious what's happening in there. And I see this one picture uh, walking by and I kind of glimpsed through uh, a window once and I saw this, several couples were sitting in front of a table. There was a records playing, playing records player. Uh, there were grapes, there were wine. They were just sitting there and chatting. And that's it. There was no TV. It was... Uh, Plain old socializing and talking between five people. I'm like, oh my god, why, why, where is this? Why is this happening here but not happening in North America? In here, like, oh, Super Bowl, oh, let's go partying and drinking. And, uh, well, that's you know what I got experience in, you know, with uh, lawyers, like, <laughs> that's what lawyers do, yes, apparently. Towards the night, everybody's out. Like all the local pubs in the financial district are filled with lawyers and bankers and uh, all the people wearing suits. And I was getting tired of that. And so when I saw this thing happening in Amsterdam, I was like, oh, something is different in here. Why? And how can I move myself towards that closer than, you know, constant work, constant performance, constant play hard, what is it? Work hard and play hard. Yes. What does it even mean? It's like, you know, one of those words that make you cringe on the inside. <laughs> um, and so since then, um, that atmosphere uh, stayed with me. Mm. You know, everybody's out, out, out of their offices at five o'clock, five, six in the afternoon. All the offices are empty. Mm. Uh, they, they don't, check their emails, they don't uh, tell their um, employees that you have to stay, like it's a deadline by by tomorrow morning. And I don't really care if you have family, if you have like kids or anything else, yeah, it doesn't happen in there. And so 
I thought, okay, how can I bring that into my life, into people around me and mm. uh, in North America? And after years of um, fixing my health and doing a lot of um, um, spiritual work, uh, trying to calm myself down, trying to figure out what really drives me, uh, why I want to do things, and um, what's the best portion of me that I can bring to other people. Um, that's how Balanced Hustle was born. Gotcha. So, so are you still a practicing lawyer? No. No. Okay. Because my question, actually, I was wondering, and I don't know if this is a fair and unfair question to ask, but yeah. do you think that that idea... I'm sure there are lawyers in Amsterdam as well. Do you think that that sort of way of looking at a more balanced view of life and work can can is it really applicable to a lawyer's uh, life? Like if you were a lawyer, like a practicing lawyer today, yes, can you really have that sort of uh, way of living? <laughs> it seems sort of. I don't know. I, I know a few lawyers and it, it seems yeah. like a very stressful life, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, some lawyer uh, friends that I have, they are not the happiest folk. Mm. I do think that it is possible, but um, there has to be some mind shift mm. uh, that has to happen within the lawyer that we're talking about. Mm. Because... Um, how everybody is trained and the perception that everybody gets is uh, you need to run, you need to hustle, you need to perform, get a job, perform, spend a lot of hours. Even if you don't have much work, you just have to be there and stay there and pretend that you're very eager and jump on every opportunity that, um, uh, that presents itself to show that you're willing, especially at the beginning. Right. It's a very big grind for lawyers, for like starting lawyers yeah. to perform. And um, this, the, the expectation that they put on themselves uh, is also very, you know, affects, you know, how they perform and how they think about, you know, their work and, and themselves. But I think to answer your question, if they figure out what really drives them, uh, if they find the work that's really fulfilling for them, because you can do corporate work for a bank or you can do um, work for a charity. You can do work for environment mm. that doesn't pay much. That's why you don't have many lawyers there, but it is more fulfilling. Mm. Or find something, okay, if, if you have your job, find something on the side that is more fulfilling, that you know, can give you the sense of self-expression mm. uh, and that will make you more feel more yourself as if you're contributing mm. because the appreciation of work is also quite scarce uh, in the lawyer environment. So, I mean, fight, um, figuring out and finding the good team, uh, good managers and good colleagues is also very essential. Exactly. Exactly. And, and certainly the, the, the environment that you're in day in, day out, obviously play a part in terms of how stressful your day is or even sort of the the mindset that you eventually start having right because you're influenced exactly. by by the people around exactly. you and the messages that you hear to your point earlier when you constantly hear the uh what's that play hard 
work hard, or that's work hard, all work hard. you hear, then that's kind of, yeah. you know, you end up doing as well, right? Circling back to your experience in Europe, in Amsterdam, for example, um, yeah. and you had made a comment that, you know, people in Europe, they, they their work habits different from us here in North America, right? So, Uh, For example, a few years ago, I had this occasion where I was part of a leadership team. And for a period of time, uh, we were all, uh, it was a global team that was assembled. Mm -hmm. And then we were all living in Washington, D.C. And it was a global team. So there were people from uh, Europe, from Asia, from South America. And it was amazing because the Americans, uh, we would, during lunch break, we would buy a salad that we think it's healthy because it's just salad, but then we would take the salad and go back to our cubicles or our offices and work through lunch. Meanwhile, our global team members will say, what are you doing? Why don't we go outside and eat our salad outside or walk around? Right, and it's so amazing. And after a while, uh, the Americans learned that habit. (laughs) That seems good. Exactly. In the beginning, we were worried that they were going to follow us, but no, in the end, it was we followed them, which was very good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, When I was in Paris uh, a couple of years ago, so you take random day, like Thursday, one o'clock in the afternoon, you go out in the middle of the day, and you know how they have patisseries on every corner of Mm. Paris? Yeah. It's full. They're full of people in the middle of a Thursday drinking wine yeah. <laughs> they're chatting they're having their smoke they're, they have a bunch of friends they just sit there read a paper yes. and chat with them. and it's like oh my god and every single one of them was full of people mm-hmm. here you go to a financial district in toronto the only full places are coffee shops because there's the line to get a coffee everything else is empty yes yeah yeah until it's bar time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we get drunk. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, it can happen. Like, it could be good for you, but, you know, it's, you know, in moderation. Moderation. Exactly. Just... No, I totally agree with you. I think maybe it's just the way that we think of the word hustle. Because if you say hustle, it has this, this frantic energy around the world, yes. right? And I know... Um, for example, Gary Vaynerchuk is a very popular online personality, always talks about hustle and his, and I don't know that he wants, and I don't read all of what he writes, but I, there is, there's this frantic energy about him when he talks about hustle, yes. right? And so I wondered when you say balanced hustle, is that really attainable? Can you really hustle and be balanced about it? <laughs> I don't really know what you mean. Um, I think this name can be just to you can be used to stop people on their feet, like oh, okay, and ask the very same question that you asked. Um, but I do believe it's attainable um, because hustle. I think hustle means to just go and get results, uh, go do something, take action, um, not just sit on the couch and hope for the best. Uh, but take action and move forward. Whatever it is, but move forward. And you don't necessarily have to be overwhelmed to do that. Mm. Uh, especially because, you know, um, when someone is 
coming out of place of lack or out of fear or out of wanting to get a sale, uh, then will really affect the work product or how you present yourself, like how you talk to a person, to a prospect, whether you're trying to contribute to a person out of place of abundance because you love what you do and you actually care uh, for the person that you talk to, mm -hmm. or if you just want to make a sale on that person. And uh, that's part of creating a balance where it's like, you know, you're steady, you're grounded, um, you're feeling fulfilled and you don't frantically chase accomplishments or sales. Yes. Yeah. But I like, I like your definition when you said that it's just, it's a, it's an action that takes you forward, right? So hustle yes. is an action that takes you forward and you don't have to be uh, frantic about that exactly. action that you're taking because i can totally uh i t can totally relate that it's 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 how we approach the thing that we want to do right because so, if you approach it with uh scarcity or fear of missing out and all those kinds yes. of other things that makes it more i think those are the things that bring about the franticness of you know our exactly. actions right exactly i think the startup culture uh contributed to all of that like hustling, hustling, I need to get into Y Combinator. Uh, and the less I sleep, the more I work. And more work equally, automatically equals better work products and more success and more money. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's not necessarily true. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Nick, for spending some time with me this morning. I so appreciate it. Thank you. Me too. I quite enjoy this. <laughs> okay, my personal takeaway from this episode, I really appreciated how Nick reframed the word hustle. Hustle simply means taking action that moves us forward towards our goal, right? It doesn't have to be frantic. In fact, we are the ones that attach the energy to the way that we do our hustle. And tying this to the conversation around business last week in episode 102 with Kathy Burke, we can be busy with our hustle, but it doesn't have to mean that we are also stressed and overworked and not enjoying our work and our life. It's all about intention and design. And by design, I mean how we do the things that we do, right? Now over to you. I'd love to hear what you took away from this conversation with Nick and this topic of achieving, you know, the goal of a balanced hustle. You can tweet me or direct message me on Instagram. At Second Breaks is where you can find me on both platforms or you can leave a comment on the show notes, which you can find at secondbreaks.com forward slash podcasts and look for episode 103. I would really love to hear from you. Now, if you are a working parent, especially to babies and young kids, next week's episode is for you. We're going to talk about maximizing the limited time that you've got with your kids when you're not at work, when you're at home and with them finally, right? You're going to hear from Ayelet Marinovich, who is a speech pathologist who works with parents and caregivers on uh, for young kids, for kids in that episode. The best way to make sure that you don't miss that episode with Ayelet is to subscribe to the podcast via whatever app it is that you're using right now. By the way, subscribing to the podcast 
is free of charge? I was recently asked that question, so I thought I should point that out. Subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you typically listen to podcasts. And if you happen to be listening to this on the website itself, below this player, you will find some choices of podcast apps for you to subscribe from. And if you've been a listener and like this podcast, I would really appreciate the favor of leaving me a review on iTunes. It really helps with discoverability. Thank you so much. I will be back next week and hope that you will be as well. Until then, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans.